Hi. Welcome back to Dan Loves Sports. I'm Dan. I like sports. <laughs> All right, that's a ridiculous opening. Uh, so, yeah, we're back, and we are going to just throw it right into first gear. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to return briefly to my thoughts on the DH and my belief in my, my anti-DH sentiments and my pro-optional AH sentiments. But we're just going to get back to one thing that I wanted, that I failed to clarify, which is that as a former pitcher and hitter, the going to bat kept me honest because if I was just started just plunking people for you know whatever reason, I just started just whipping my extraordinarily fast fastball at batters in retaliation or for whatever reason, I was gonna fucking wear it. It hurts, man. It fucking hurts. So I get it. Keeps you honest. And so if someone's gonna have to get retaliated against, it should be the pitcher. Uh, you gotta wear. It. You gotta own it. Own it, man. Put your name on it. So, um, that I, I wanted to clarify, because uh, I feel like that's important as well. And again, returning to just to give you, but the hitters, but pitchers look like so stupid when they hit. Not if you know for a fact you're gonna have to hit in the pros. That's the thing that stops these college coaches, these high school coaches from even care, caring about their pitchers taking cuts, is because they know it doesn't really matter. What if it does matter? Let's. They're good athletes to throw a 98 miles an hour fastball. You have to be an extraordinary athlete. They just spend all their time learning that 98er. So spend a little time taking cuts. Game's more fun. Oh, all right, anyways, we're gonna, just going to be another whatever. Who cares? All right. Okay, so now important shift. I'm actually standing here wearing a uh, Cleveland Browns sweatshirt because it's like my chilling around the house sweatshirt because uh, I'm really at a, at a real weird place as far as the whole Deshaun Watson signing goes and the l- still looming 22 controversial but existent uh, sexual abuse allegations against him, and a lot of this stuff that's been re- uh, put out has been real. Re- it's like greasy, Ugh, it's just greasy. It doesn't like again. We I don't have all the details, but from like the little things that have been that have been like leaked out and that I've seen and whatever, it doesn't sound like um, locking the door and a woman screaming for help. It just sounds greasy and creepy and possibly some women who wish they were women calling for help were terrified and stuff like that. So like that's really kind of all this is still going to get worked out. But either way, I as I keep thinking, I'd rather cheer for reprehensible players than reprehensible people. So I'm in a real weird position right now. But I've also just been thinking about the situation, about uh, the, the whole thing from as, from as many angles as I can, because it matters, and it's, and it's happening right here in Cleveland, and it says a lot about a lot of things. So I actually wanted to get a perspective on it, because I uh, usually am just talking to myself here, <laughs> down in the old basement. And uh, I talked to a coworker. And a, uh, it takes long to, to get through these things. I really, I, I'm an individualist. I see people as having free will. So I, you could, I could call you a black person, but that just means that your ancestors, you know, spent a lot of time in the sun and such. But they all had free will. We all have free will. 
So when I say black, it's a matter of description, not a matter of judgments. It's just when I go ahead, this coworker, this uh, Gen Z, she's like, damn, what am I doing? I was like, just blame, just say blame, you know. So that, I'm saying, but it's also like a culturally thing here in America. So I was like, well, let me just talk to this dude who cares about sports. He's black, and his whole uh, response back to me that I hadn't thought about was the lack of criminal charge in a system that like loves to charge black people. He found that really. More remarkable than a lot of people were talking about, um, I think, because he's like, if you just think about like the way that things are supposed to be, whether they are or not, but the the the, the mathematics generally say if we can, if we can, we're going to charge this black guy and we're going to throw him in prison and we're going to hurt, hurt him as much as we can. And the fact that grand juries like ostensibly, let's just say, tried their hardest and didn't. Uh, this coworker had, uh, I was like, uh, and I thought I was like, oh, you know. What? Can't argue with that. <laughs> so again, not saying the guy's innocent, but also like that's more remarkable than I think uh, people talked about so far in the national media. Probably because it's pretty sensitive. Um, but it made me think uh, about the whole situation. And again, like, all right, so what's the first the first element of this is the, what, the contract? Yeah, all right, so the contract is tied to the small market thing. This is kind of the, the rant I had prepared for today. I don't even know how long it's going to take, but I want to, I, I need to, like, put this, this like, into perspective. Um, like, inadvertently, the leagues, all the leagues, all the major leagues, basically say we're like it, it comes out and even oh yeah but anyways there was even a study done by basketball illuminati about uh, how smaller markets get worse referees in basketball so anyways the smaller markets are like good job little guys thanks for existing but we're gonna let the you know we need for our capitalistic system the the organization to thrive we need the biggest markets to succeed more regularly and so um you know, things are kind of cooked in that direction. And there's like the proof is in the pudding. I mean, just like you just look at the championships, one and the size of the demographics. And it's just like, you know, Detroit hasn't even been to the suit. Detroit's the oldest football team in existence. And they have never still never been to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's insane to me. Um, so and so people are like appalled at this contract that the Browns signed Deshaun Watson. He was already had a great contract going. He, you know, the whole thing, there's a whole whole thing going on. But anyways, the Browns basically traded for this guy, sent a lot of draft picks to the Texans, and the Browns then re-signed him to a like five-year whatever like a deal where he gets a two hundred like thirty-nine million dollars guaranteed for X number of years. I can't remember. And it's all it's guaranteed. It might even be more than that, but at least that part of it's guaranteed. And uh, it's like the biggest contract as far as guaranteed money goes. I'm gonna keep saying that word um, in NFL history. And like to the point where at first there was just grumblings behind the scene, but as of today, which is what is today, the 30th of March 30th, of 2022, um, that. I think the Ravens owner just came out and like, oh man, you know, like I can't believe the Browns just gave all that money, guaranteed money to Deshaun Watson of all people. Like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I could see giving that money to Tom Brady at age, you know, 28 or something, but, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson coming off these charges and it's just, you know, meh. But I was thinking about that 
and I was thinking about what would it have cost the Browns to sign Deshaun Watson if there weren't 22 sexual abuse allegations hanging over him? If he was given $239 million guaranteed to come to the Browns with, uh, with the team not even knowing how things are going to turn out still. It's not all resolved, and we know exactly how the league's going to punish him and everything. This is all still a thing. And he gets that money. He's, you know, he's going to get that money no matter what happens. And, like, of all people, like, Deshaun Watson, the Browns give this money to Deshaun Watson. And it's the, this is, like, the ultimate chickens coming home to roost. This is, like, this is why... <laughs> wow, how, what a weird analogy. But this is why the gun was invented. Okay, the big people always shoved around the little guy, and the little guy came up with something to even the field. And now the big guy's like, oh, man. Well, actually, this is the Ravens aren't even that big, but uh, uh, I'm sure the, the major, you know, the guys are not thrilled, and nobody's thrilled. You got to, because uh, the way that these guaranteed contracts work is you got to put a lot of money into escrow. Whole bunch of money, whole bunch of cash into a scrow, to that crow. Got that crowed it. <laughs> and, uh, and just rich guys, you know, I wanna, I, they just don't like doing that sort of thing. And it involves doing something besides just making money. Um, and, uh, so it's just like, that's kind of where, that's where we are now. Like, that, that's, it's like, you kept slapping someone around. You slap him around, slap him around, slap him around. If he brings a knife uh, in a world where that knife is legal, he's going to reach for that knife eventually. Because and I know nobody's stoked that he has to go to the knife. But what if you're just if you're just gonna get slapped around? If your options, your two options, are to exist as a joke. Or get greasy. <laughs> Jimmy Haslam works for a truck stop or a trucking company. Like a tr- they, 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 they own truck stops. He's a greasy guy. He's, he's, he's already been under FBI investigations. So like that's that's where that's where we are. The, the fucking Browns are owned by a greasy billionaire, and he's decided to. Really buck that southern racist image. Good, I mean, I get, in a weird way, good on him. Like, uh, this is a very wealthy white guy giving a whole lot of money to a black guy with, under basically criminal investigation. And uh, so there's something. I, <laughs> not I'm trying to mock that. I'm just like, I, I think you, anyone could listen to this could know that the, the current state of any Browns fan with a, with a conscience and with a working conscience critical brain as opposed to just color these colors don't run <laughs> um so yeah the uh the that's where that's that's where things stand now uh i don't know the draft is coming up the browns don't have any picks anymore <laughs> so Hard to kind of get um, amped for that. So now we just got to wait to cheer on this guy who brought his own towels to massage appointments. Um, hmm. That's, hmm. Oh, you want to, what, you want to bring something back with you? What are you trying to bring back with you that you want to leave there? 
If you know, you're bridging your own towel. You know, maybe it's like a, you know, all right, so playing devil's advocate. And here, ooh, old Dan, because I'm a, have a creepy level of being, of devil's advocacy. Uh, I possibly would have to bring my own towel to a uh, massage appointment due to the fact that I'm allergic to, like, everything they put in like almost all fabric softeners and like uh, uh, soaps and everything like that like i need like like flavorless like flanders style uh not unflavored uh dermatologist recommended you know like we're just gonna clean this cloth style soap and uh dryer necessities i just throw this shit in the dryer um Used to be able to use lovely smelling, uh, uh, aromatic, uh, pleasant uh, dryer sheets, but no, no, that, that, that era is gone. It was, it was an itchy three three month learning process. Um, and so I guess all right. So here we go. That was that. Maybe uh, just because who the hell knows what the truth is ever, especially in this dumb world. Um, there's the devil's advocate. I had to bring my own towel, not because I didn't want to leave DNA evidence women could later use against me in a criminal investigation, but rather because I am allergic to your towels. Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Um, let us keep it in Cleveland for a moment before we transition to Cleveland in a funny way. But... Uh, the Cleveland Guardians are currently in trading camp. Their pitchers are getting absolutely destroyed. Their hitters are actually hitting the ball. So, like, the end scores of these games are, like, 19-9, to 27-7, you know? It's like, uh, and I saw this, like, little piece of propaganda. It's like, Indians hitters smoking the ball this, se- this, this spring training. And it was, like, all these hitters, like, hitting 400 and, you know, 500. And they're still losing bad. <laughs> And I, uh, as I pointed out, they're just gonna, they just wait to shit the bed in front of here in Cleveland. They just wait till the whole home crowd's here, really ready to see a good season. And then a lot of swinging, a lot of missing, a lot of very easy ground outs. <laughs> oh, boy. And then, uh, yeah, so anyways, I'm bringing up the the, 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 the Guardians. Did I say Indians? Because if, if I did, then I apologize. The Guardian, the Cleveland baseball team, the Guardians, the Guardians, the Guardians. Um, so I, I love the idea of like specialized vocabulary, like the whole, um, especially plural forms of groups of things, like the technical term for, uh, you know, we all know the mur- a murder of crows, like a group of crows is called a murder, uh, f- you know, flock of seagulls. Is it, I don't even know if seagulls are called a flag or if just, we all think that because of the band name, but this is that idea. Oh, the, the, uh, I love this one. The, the, the super specialized one in unkindness of ravens. Um, and, uh, and I was thinking, so guardians, like what is a group of guardians called? And, uh, uh I'm going to call them a traffic of guardians, <laughs> a, a traffic of guardians. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. All right, anyways. Um, and their uniforms is the same thing. It's like it's like witnessing a slow-motion Mandela effect where, like, in 10 years, people are like, the Guardians were the in- they Indians. I swear the Guardians were the Indians once. <laughs> it's so similar. It's so dumb. Um, but go Cleveland baseball, you know. Fuck the Dolans. 
Uh, oh yeah. So I was also thinking about like the idea of like for the basically like when you put on the Yankee pinstripes, you represent uh, the the greatest in America, the best baseball baseball you could possibly play in the world. That's what those pinstripes represent. And I was thinking about like over the decades now. Here's what the like, putting on the 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 Guardians slash Indians uniform. What it represents is you are one of the best players in in the league, and you're paid. Like a rookie, you're on a rookie scale, or they got a really good deal, or you're basically you're way underpaid. So you basically you put on that uniform and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm making great money for the investors of this organization. What a disaster! What a oh my god! I mean, good on him. Oh great, the, the Indians are always in. The, or the the Guardians are always in the uh, playoffs. Uh, you know they're not going to win. You know, but I mean they're competitive and it's great. But really, what it means is you come to Cleveland to be exploited, uh, and then you have to leave if you really want to make what you are worth. And by that point, you're probably not. So it's really just a bad. You just don't want to end up here, and here you are because you're making nothing and Dolans don't pay nobody. Um, anyways, we're going to switch because, okay, I am a Cleveland fan. I could cheer for Cleveland sports. Um, the college I went to never wins anything either. Uh, the grade school, I, nothing I ever went to ever has won ever anything except for the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. God bless them. <laughs> and, uh, I cheer, or switching gears here, we're switching worlds here. But uh, th- basically, I need to. I need people to understand just how. I don't know if this is following me or if this is just the way sports fandom goes. But essentially, we're switching to Rocket League right now. We're talking about SSG, the North American team. I, I cheer. I cheer for Space Station Gaming. That's what that stands for. Space Station Gaming. I cheer for them. They're playing in a uh, a major tournament. Major tournament means basically the top, I think it was 16. Wait, four times four. Yeah, 16 teams in the world. Actually, 15. We'll get to that. But anyways, top 16 teams in the world all playing in a tournament to determine who's the best. And these, this best, this, this thing, it contributes to point system to determine the world champion. Um... So uh, my uh, favorite team, is, you know, like there's like a whole storyline before this moment, but I'm just basically getting to the Cleveland moment of, uh, uh, all right, so my favorite team is heading to the championship game if they can win this match. If they win this match, they're, uh, is this, wait, is, or is this one when they lose? Yeah, I'm sorry, this is when, when yeah. Anyways. <laughs> The most important match of their tournament comes. They are losing. They need a tie up, a tying goal, and they the the clock is ticking down to like there are less than ten seconds left. Uh, it, it's been a very very good matchup. Yeah, so this is when this is Queso and and SSG. This is when uh, so this is what happened. Yes, yeah, so this is to either if you lose this, you're out of the tournament. Um, the uh, my favorite team gets the ball, has one last shot at a goal. The player, my uh, player, makes an excellent, excellent play. The ball is just—it's going in. It's gonna go in. It's so in that I'm already cheering because there's no way for it not to go in. It's in. So I'm like, yeah. And then the this fucking Euro, this European piece of shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> but the team from, from Europe, the team from Team Queso, guy from there, out of absolutely nowhere, makes one of the greatest saves it's possible to make in esports. Uh, the gold is not going. The, uh, my team is out of the fucking uh, tournament uh, in a shameful third place. Shame. Oh, they shamed me. <laughs> But anyways, the most Clevelanding possible. It was like witnessing the Biner fumble again. Like this is like the, somewhat of the equivalent of the uh, uh, AFC Championship game. My team is right there. It just—it's enough to just keep hope alive. There it is. It's going in again. I played so much of this game that I know just like that's a goal. Hell yeah, going overtime. There's hope. Yeah, yeah. What? The, and then it was just like again. It was. Uh, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll move my microphone so you can hear it. This is this is this is what being a sports Cleveland fan sounds like, and this is what it sounded like in my house alone. I'm drunk after a work shift on a Sunday, and here's what it sounded like as I was watching. It was like, Dad, fuck! <laughs> so that's the, that's where I am. And then, of course, I bitterly, I couldn't watch the championship. Fuck whoever. It was G2 versus Team Queso, the best in Europe versus uh, the best in North America because my team isn't the team second best, best in North America. Uh, and G2 won. Great series. Like, f- bracket re- reverse, which uh, bracket reset, I'm sorry. And uh, there's a whole thing, and people are all confused by it, but I think it's dope. So that's just, again, once again, where I'm just, I'm always on the wrong side of, of everything. It's hilarious. But anyways... Um, the, it was, it was a truly amazing tournament. It was everything I could have asked for. It's like, I, I haven't cheered like that for a Browns game since in decades. I mean, I don't, I don't think since they returned, have I been that invested as I was in that match with, uh, uh, in this computer match between three, you know, uh, North American teenagers and three European teenagers on a stage in Los Angeles. And I'm sitting at home with a white claw surge surging into me. And I'm like, yeah! you know, like I'm going nuts. I'm like uh, crying at how beautiful this, the, 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 the mechanics and the comp- competition. If you get a chance, watch that match, Team Queso versus SSG in the uh, Winter Major. Uh, it's it's basically as good as it gets. It's just this, these fucking Europeans are so fucking good. They're the best in Europe, and Europe cares the most about it. So I mean, I get it. Uh, and then they somehow lost. It's really it's, it's really good. Good on G two. I mean, that's all. It's what the show should be about. But I just don't. That's not my team. <laughs> this is a Cleveland show, and I'm an SSG guy. All right, but <laughs> but um. What was dope is that my also my favorite teams got to play each other. My favorite Europe te- European team, the, the shamefully, horribly uh, did a bad not did a bad job, but basically were out. They didn't even get a chance to play against in front of a crowd, even though they're like again one of the best teams in the world. They just uh, it's a weird format and they lost. And there, there you go. What are you gonna do? To quote the Italian Americans, but they got to play each other and it was really enjoyable to watch. I was like, uh, it was just uh, it was a real joy to see. So it was it was cool. That I didn't feel divided at all. It was just like look at the glory of. Of these favorite players of mine. Um, going at it in such a competitive way. Um, but yeah, so what I noticed though, a lot of European teams shit the bed. My team shit the bed. My European team shit the bed. And then like other European teams, a lot of them did a lot worse than was expected. Some of the North American teams and some of the uh, uh, smaller region teams did, did better than were expected. And my thinking was, and I, I, like, I think there should be a study about this, but I think sleep really does matter. 
Because in when the uh, major, the, the fall major was in Sweden, and North American teams underperformed, and that's a weird time to be playing. They're just they're just weird times. Europe and North America, especially LA and England, are weird times. Whereas like someone coming from Japan or Australia, it's like I don't know, it's just not as severe. So like the Europeans had to overcome the most, but then again they came in second, and like they like basically struggled in the beginning and then they just clawed their way through the losers bracket to like they just killed all these like major North American and like world powers as they just clawed their way all the way to the championship games where they lost after in a 13 game match because you got to go seven games to they lost the first series in seven and then they lost the second no they yeah they yes they would have to lose twice so yeah they um no, I'm sorry. They would have to win once. So they, yeah. Anyways, it took 13 matches out of the 14 possible that it could have taken to win the whole thing for for uh, for them. So, uh, so my thinking was like that. Sleep matters. Almost like where they should like put these games is like in the middle of the ocean or something. Like, or I don't know. But like, I just think it matters a lot. So like, the next major event is in uh, is in London. And then the world, they, they also reveal that the world is in London, I think in June. And then the world championships is in August in Dallas, or I'm sorry, I think Dallas. Yeah. Somewhere in Texas. And so I was like, what a major advantage for North America for the world championship, uh, given these, these sleep things that really seems to matter. I mean, like it, like affects, like it just affects you. Like if you if your body's used to playing at a certain time and then you're playing at a different time, it's just not going to be optimal. So I guess that has to be like somewhat, uh, factored in. It's also like, just, you know, deal with it. But again, my way of dealing with it would then be, I would wherever I like, like, okay, let's say I am SSG and I was this serious about winning this next event. I would be looking for places in London right now. I would move to London and I would get my body used to London time for June. <laughs> that way I am just in sync and I'm playing exactly. I'm already playing during the times when I'd be playing. Uh, and then I would move right back to America, either into uh, uh, basically anywhere in the central time zone or whatever the fuck you could get, just get used to Dallas. And just basically I would just chase the tournaments with my body because that's how much it would matter to me. Like that's early if that's how much it matters or if, you, if your organization can afford that. That's like, that's like the whole thing. But these, these people make some fucking money. So I would think that they could if they really wanted to. But like I think that would be like the next 2% is the whole body clock thing because I did notice in this tournament that European teams struggled. And again, probably because like they were like all uh, tour fucking, you know, like the, how many times do you get to go to the fucking Venice Pier? Where I used to live under the pier, giving hand jobs for rent. Um, also, though, I've been paying attention to this long enough. Here's also like the reality of like this wild west of uh, the emerging sports scene, which is that there's a team called Sandrock Gaming with three of the best players in the world. Like nobody would really argue that like if you're gonna put together, if you're gonna put forty of the best players in the hats, you have to put all three members of Sandrock Gaming in the in the hat. And they had a, they they didn't make it to the major due to visa issues. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but like basically they're coming from the Middle East, and their company president. In the whole middle of this process, just resigns, and he, I guess it turns out he was the whole company. <laughs> he was all of Sandrock Gaming, and he just kind of left, and so that the whole thing just dissolved. And like those players are just—I think they're just free agents now. Like they no longer are on a team at all. Like their organization is gone. So it's like, like if the. Green Bay Packers just just their president was just like I'm not doing this anymore <laughs> and I'm not letting anyone else do this just this is I'm done with this I'm dissolving this or you know again maybe Packers might be harder because it's like coming down by whatever the fuck but uh the Jerry's Jerry Jones he's just like you know what Cowboys aren't a thing anymore <laughs> 
<laughs> and all my players are released. I mean, I don't know if they're like contracts that like forbid that from happening. And I'm, I, I would imagine that Psyonix uh, or Slash, whoever the fuck is in charge of these, these um, tournaments, that they would probably build something like that into this moving forward. But either way, the, the, the team was supposed to be in the bracket with my favorite team. And like, I think my, like, any team in that bracket was favored by the fact that this extremely good team didn't make the tournament. So, and they should be the next one. It just depends on if anyone decides to start a Rocket League team and, and, or the organization. And I, I think I hired these guys if they haven't been signed already. I don't follow it that closely. But anyways, uh, that's like kind of like where things are. Like the, the your favorite team that won the world championship two years ago. I'm not saying that's, that this team did, but I'm just saying like that's kind of the way things go here. It's like they don't exist and they, this guy's over here now and I don't know, this other guy, he was tired and he's, he's now with a, the, you know, streaming on, on, on Discord. Um, if that's even a place where people stream, I really am just kind of just throwing shit out there. Uh, Twitch. I think I know that people stream on stream on Twitch. Um, so yes, hail to G two. Good for them. Uh, so got the world championship, which basically I, I guess is and and the uh, the, the the summer uh, major uh, for for good old SSG. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was the other oh remarkable thing. That's right. I, I was telling my coworkers about this. So like, uh, there are three players per team. Uh, the way I describe them is like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 Arsenal's, uh, we talked about this already, but black, uh, he's a black guy, black kid, 19, I think, 18, 19. And he's like athletic enough that he does backflips. I guess he's like kind of known for doing backflips after victories. And so like, that, that's fairly athletic and he's fairly, he's got a decent size to him. And that's, there you go. That That's him. He's, and he's really fucking good at this game. Uh, another guy named Rettles. Uh, I describe him as the sort of he looks like the kid who got in fist fights in high school parties when I in my in my high, I went to a very uh, fist fighty high school and like it was people who looked like Rettles <laughs> who were doing a lot of the fighting not even like saying he's a like he is a bully or not but like and actually we could talk about that in a second but um, just that like he he's not he's a, looks like a kid who can handle himself he's got enough size he's got enough sort of I don't know whatever the uh, physical coordination to handle himself and then they have this this third member of this team is like this kid who looks like Bill, uh, like uh, Frodo Baggins. He's like, he, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like overemphasize, but he's, he's small. He's a small kid. He's only 15. I'm sure he'll have like a growth spurt or, or even if he doesn't, this is just, he's just a small person. But either way, he's like, I'm not saying he's like a, 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 a tiny person, but he's just like, he's probably like maybe, you know, like, I don't know if he's five feet tall yet. And I don't know if he's a hundred pounds yet. Uh, I doubt it. And like, and so you see like these normal sized 18 year olds and this 15 year old who looks like, I mean, I mean, he kind of like, he just looks younger than 15, I guess is just the way I would describe it without, I don't want to be like overly critical, just the way, just the way the kid looks. So he's tiny and he's just a really tiny guy. And yet like there's this crowd of 3000 people at this tournament watching these teams play like, you know, one, you know, like not one-on-one, -on -one, but like, you know, a team versus a team, so three on three in a way. Uh, and and he's so good at this game that because of his expertise just in the mechanics that he's presenting in the, in the field, the fucking crowd is chanting his name. And because he's extremely well-named as Daniel, uh, I, I'm watching uh, a Rocket League tournament with my favorite team, and the crowd is chanting, Daniel! Daniel! And it's like remarkable to me that it's only through like eSports that this... Frodo Baggins' kid could be at 3,000 people chanting his name. Yeah, this never, I mean, even Lionel Messi, he's small for like being a, you know, most soccer players, I think he's like only 5'10 or something, or 5'8 even. He's 5'8, most soccer players are six foot or whatever. Anyways, he's small, but he's not like, 
a hundred pounds smaller, you know, than some of the other players. So it's, uh, it's, I thought it was pretty awesome, uh, kind of a thing. Oh, and then the other thing was also like, uh, I had talked about how my favorite team, uh, again, with this, like, uh, the, the, these two fairly sized kids and, uh, and, and little Daniel, little excellent Daniel, um, they, at this live thing or these, at these, uh, not this live, cause not at the, not as much at the live things, but at the, uh, before you make the live stage, you're playing and against each other in the same room, but in just like a, uh, like a studio space, you know? And uh, when they were score, like uh, uh, Rettles and Arsenal would like be like standing up from their from their fucking computers and like pointing their finger at their opponent and like like just fire you know, like fired out like yelling just success you know like whatever you know way good you know like trash talk basically like uh, as the as, as as the competitive might do not like didn't come across as, as like rude as my, I mean, maybe some people might, might have considered it rude, but not like, like your mother sucks dick, you know, nothing like that, but just like, you know, yeah, you know, that sort of thing. But like in like an aggressive way that is most not really kind of seen in this relatively, it seems like tennis like world where it's just like, oh yes, yes, very good shot. Very, very good. You know, this is like, these guys like, you know, like John McEnroeing in the fucking tennis world or the uh, rugby league world. But uh, so that was again, and very North American. So we're like a lot of the Europeans from what I saw on Twitter were just like, uh, you know, like what is what is this pro wrestling? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, oh, that's the way we do it in North America, or for better and worse, but largely for worse. But at least this was it was visually co- compelling as opposed to just sitting there and being like, oh, right, right, well, well, well done. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, speaking of which, so yeah, as I mentioned, I'm fucking on Twitter. It sucks. I, man. Yeah, for both my shows. I do two shows, and I created an account for each of them. So if you want to follow me and watch me as I engage with the public and largely don't engage, you know, fall into oblivion and otherwise, I I just probably get yelled at a lot. I don't check my ads. Um, I've, I've I've been online long enough in my life to know that, like, the thing is, it's only like one out of 20 people who engage with you who's even like worth engaging with because either they're most people are either arguing from a bad faith position for whatever reason they have or they're really they're just not that good with causation and how to argue and I just I just don't want to spend my life like waiting through that I've waited through a lot of that and it just it never got anywhere and I get maybe that means I'm bad at it so I don't even bother <laughs> I just put my thoughts out there and people can I'm happy to give them the last word. So if you want to follow, uh, what am I? Dan loves sports at Dan loves sports and uh, and at uh, God Dan Show Pod. Uh, those are my two shows. Uh, all right, yeah. Um, what a good sporting time. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see where we're at. I love to do a little time check, even though it doesn't matter to anyone else. But it matters to the old Danimal, and we are. And it's 34. Nice little run time. Nice little short show. Do I have anything else I wanted to add? I feel like I'm missing something. So let me th- look at my list here. So I was going to recap March Madness, but it's not over with. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to preview next week. Wherein I am. I've given myself the homework assignment, which I did in college, and I've not done it. I've not tried it since then. But I'm going to try to use my own to create, to write, write up my own definition of sports. What is a sport? as opposed to a game or a event or a competition or whatever. What are sports? So that is my challenge and what I...
plan to try to argue next time if I decide to do this again, given the fact that, uh, I don't know, you know, you might, you might not want to do it again. Who knows? <laughs> and that's my right, okay? Okay, I can stop if I want to. I just I started because I wanted to. All right, so yeah, uh, thank you for enjoying uh, the sports with me because the sports are fun and, you know, good stuff, right? <laughs> All right, and it's good. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, so, and now that my, my slogan is now complicated. I used to close my show with, go your team unless you're playing my team, except now I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if my team, if I, if I want my team to win with this creepo, potential creepo, this uh, Schrodinger's... Creepo as <laughs> a quarterback. He either is or is not a creep. And I so I can't even be like, hey, all right, my team, my team are ride or die. It's not like, oh man, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I got I was a kid, I like this team. <laughs> Shit. So I don't know. What's the new closing line? Uh go. Go sports. It gives us something to read and listen to and think about when we're bored. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, sports. Uh, and thank you for listening. See you next time here on Dan Loves uh, um, whatever it is. Ooh.